Hello, lovelies. I don't know about you, but I cannot get enough of Shauna. So here is a talk we did in 2020 that I haven't released before. It's called The Bright Knowledge, and we cover all kinds of fabulous subjects in this. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I'm Venice McNeil. And I'm Shona Holmes. And Shauna is one of my favorite people in the world. She is. Well, why don't you tell us, sweetie? I'm, I can't even say the word. <laughs> okay. Well, this is thanks to my dear friend, Kathy Coyle, and who uses the term en bon dream. And an en bon dream is a Gaelic medicine woman. And so, so I'm just very, uh, very identified, very proud of beautiful Gaelic people who I hail from. And so I am an apprentice to mushroom. I've apprenticed myself to the sacred mushroom for the past 10 years. And I've written a few books and I teach and I host weekly retreats. They're very intimate with just one person. And, and this is my work uh, as a medicine woman. And so really working with the psyche. That's why I focus on the psyche, the heart, and, and that is my arena. And the bright knowledge, I should just say, comes from a book by, uh, one of the books by, by Caitlin Matthews, who's amazing. She and John Matthews are scholars of Welsh and uh, Gaelic uh, myths and story and the whole shamanic uh, realms. And, and so they've written a number of books, but the bright knowledge is the definition of the Gaelic word glefiosa. And glefiosa was what the seer poets were said to possess. And it means the bright knowledge. And I just love that term. And I think especially in this day and age, I think we need the bright knowledge. And so this is your and my uh, intention to bring some interesting conversation into the floor and, and hopefully some inspiration and, and also hopefully some help for people. Oh, sweetie, look, I, I can tell you that you've done that for me. And so it's working already. And one of the things that I find most exciting about you is that you, through the work that you do with the mushroom, have access to these realms and you are able to access transmissions that have such deep wisdom in them and are so beautifully poetic that I'm hoping we can share some of those with people out there in the world because they're just too special to not be spread far and wide. So can we twist your arm <laughs> into doing one for us? I suppose. Okay. <laughs> we, we had talked about this one in, in particular. And so the, I was in the realms, shall we say, last September. And every time I go in, I'm a medium and the beings speak through me in perfect rhyme the entire time. And so I just hold a little digital recorder and I just, it's like taking dictation and, and then I just leave it on the whole time. And then whatever comes out, comes out. And so this was a message they gave to me and, and they speak in this very old kind of way. Uh, I, I love it. It's beautiful. And so it starts when it starts, I'll just explain. I was thinking in my mind before they started talking to me about how I had 
I had like a week off. God forbid I don't work, you know, for a week. And so I was just thinking, mm, I have a week off. I don't know. I'd rather do another retreat. And so anyway, in they came. Good rest, good daughter. Take the gift. Know that you are in a shift. We have got you on a wave, a soft and gentle one he gave to all of us who call him thus to cut the boil and drain the pus. And that is what is happening now. Though you cannot figure how the suffering will help at all, and we hear your sincere call. Now, as the sun is warming you, and the mushroom, it imbues wisdom to your conscious mind, so you won't be left behind, we are leading you with care. We are with you everywhere. We won't leave you in despair or let you get into a snare. Your mind's a free zone. Guard it well. In that place, they cannot dwell. Keep it clean, dear. Thar she blows. Wind to steer you where you go. You will sail right through this mess. And we know of the distress. We will help the others too. The innocents, their hearts are true. When you steer your ship in water, we will help you, blessed daughter. Sometimes waves will make a chop, and you simply cannot stop. You must steer sure and sight your ship to the horizon, where you'll flip the ancient coin of destiny. Then and there, you'll ably see where it lands is what will be. Yes, we're playing words with thee. Your eyes opened, you can see, and darling, Wisdom isn't free. It sure ain't no shopping spree. Cycles come and then they go. Some are quick and some are slow. Some lose steam before they start. And we invite your blessed heart to hold that one, that vision there. You will charge that now with care. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, they always give me goosebumps, sweetie. They always give me goosebumps. And they're so, first of all, they're jam-packed with wisdom, but the tone of them is so incredibly caring and loving. And they're beautiful. I mean, there's just, you know, for people who might be skeptical out there at all, there's just no way that you could come up with that off the top of your head. I mean, it's just not possible. No, I don't write like that. And and when I go into that, mushroom medicine it just it just pours through it just pours through and 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 that's actually very very old the seers of old the oracles of old would imbibe some kind of psychoactive unguent of some nature and and then they would go into high trance states and they would often speak in poetry and so you know it's just it's very very old and we've simply lost touch with that because all of us have been raised in an artificial construct and it is as far from nature as you could possibly get. And which is why we're in the mess we're in today. And, and, and so, and I'll tell you what, the true ruling elite are the devas. They are the, 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 the plant spirits. Absolutely. Absolutely. The fairy the elfin. I, I, I more and more think that J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings was more like maybe documentary or public notice. 
I wonder about that. But those, those are the true ruling elite. And so few, I think, really communicate with them anymore because the masses are so um, swept up and seduced. And it's easy to be seduced, of course, by all the media. And circumstances. I mean, I think a society has been created in which we, the average family, say, doesn't have a minute to spare between the earning of the money. That's right. Yeah. And the paying of the bills and the running here and the running there. It's just we're so disconnected. And and the worst thing is everybody is more connected to these dreadful things. Right. That's the idea. Then, yeah. 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 In fact, a number of years ago, gosh, probably nine years ago, I, I had apprenticed myself to that mushroom 10 years ago. So so anyway, I. I had taken just a light dose. It was an evening where I just had the place to myself. But then my medicine partner at the time called me. And so I never, ever put this thing to my ear, ever. So I, I always put it on speaker. And so I just rested it against something on a table. And I just had a little candle lit. And then it goes black, right, when you stop using it. And so I was talking to him, but the beings were in, and then they were reading his mind. It was a very strange conversation. But at one point, the beings said about that. They said, that is a scrying machine. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, because scrying was often done on polished black obsidian. And so that's what they called the cell phone. That is a scrying machine. And so I realized, of course, all of this is wizardry. It's Indeed. all wizardry. It's all magic, if you will. And there's many ways to spin magic because magic is as natural as, I mean, we're in the magical field, if you will. You know, and there's many ways to spin it. And, and so, yeah, but that, that blew my mind. That, that just does bring a whole new level to it, doesn't it? I mean, it really does. And I mean, in a very, very mundane way, it's absolutely true. And in a much more esoteric and scary way, it also is true, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's very it's, disconcerting. But here's the hope, though. Yeah, yeah. The, the, in the beginning of that transmission, they talk about a shift, darling, and I want to ask you about this shift, right? There's obviously so much going on now. I mean, from since since 2020. I mean, there's obviously a shift that nobody can miss at all, right? That's such a big hello, <laughs> exclamation point, things are shifting. And that shift is uh, a very disconcerting indication of a shift, right? But you had said to me on another occasion that there are forces and there are forces that are forces. You can't mess with the forces. So when when the beings are talking about the shift, are they talking about the scary shift or are they talking about a good shift or are they talking about all the shifts or what do you believe they're referring to? Well, I'm in a shift because I'm incarnated here as you, we chose to be here at this time, which is a time of endings, but you can't have an ending with the beginning. Right. And so it is a major, a time of major shift. And I will say, because, of course, you and I 
see with eyes <laughs> wide open sort of into the deeper layers of what's playing out here. I love you. you call that a dark seer, right? That's a dark seer. A, a black-eyed seer, yeah. A black-eyed seer. Yeah. Shaman said to me, you are a black-eyed seer. You see the shit. You see the stuff that people don't want to see. And then my medicine is owl. And so owl sees in the dark and it sees what others can't see and sees what they won't see. So it, can, it helps me with my work because I work as a therapist with people and I can see into a lot of that shadow, which is very helpful. You know, we want to turn over all those stones. So we have these psychopaths in charge who are absolutely, I mean, just wholesale destruction of everything. I mean, these guys are nuts. And at the same time, it was my late teacher, Brew Joy, who said, when the forces of change are upon us, it doesn't matter what's in place. It doesn't matter who thinks they're in charge. These are forces, right? And so I use the metaphor. These guys are essentially saying, look, we know spring is threatening to come. We've got our best people on it. It's not going to happen, right? And so ultimately, the real clock is up there in the planetary bodies, those massive gargantuan planets, that are the most intense magnetics you can possibly imagine. And we can't not be affected by those magnetics. And of course, as they move and relate to each other, you know, all kinds of things happen. Well, Uranus, and I've been saying this for a long time. I, I spoke with an astrologist recently who said, yeah, we got Uranus up there and, and, and Uranus is going to shake things up. And I'm like, that's what I've been saying, that Uranus is lightning fast change it's uranus is out of the box you know it is it's not dogmatic it's not you know it's uranus says oh is that what you think is going to happen really watch this and so that goes not just for maybe you know i have something planned and whatever it falls apart but it goes in other words these guys are not immune these guys are not immune and when you're trying to take over the entire planet you know a lot can go wrong and and ultimately their Achilles heel is their hubris. And so I I just I can feel this that Uranus is gonna shake things up, and Uranus is also revolutionary. And these guys are pushing and pushing people and pushing people to the breaking point. And at some point, they're going to break. And I, I pray to God it's not through violence, but, but, but just in terms of people are going to, they're going to wake up. They're going to wake up. Even the ones in a walking coma, I think at some point are going to figure out, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, something, they're going to do something stupid. That is even those people are going to start to smell the coffee. Well, there's something in the transmission also about, your mind, it was like your mind is a sovereign place or something it's like a, that? It's a free zone, guard free it zone. well in that place they cannot dwell. And so they it's everything's metaphorical, right? So it's like virus for the computer, virus for the mind, you know, and they've hacked the mind. And I think really in the dark sorcery, it, it is about manipulation. And it's, it's, it's harnessing someone's mind and then you can control them. And so this is what's being done through the wand of media, which is mostly weaponized. 
and 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 so they've harnessed people's minds and then of course people listen to their television which is telling them a vision with its programs and so they're basically being programmed and and we know i mean it's just it's like a cult out there it's a cult it's kind of it's just amazing what what's been done and so they're saying guard your mind like be very vigilant about what you allow in your mind that this is a temple and you want to keep your temple clean and pure and this is the thing too you know we've been so led astray over generations and and we've lost touch with our traditions and our old stories and our myths and and that was what gave us a sense of belonging to our cultural heritage our folk and this is all around the world and and when you take that away from a people they become lost and you can i was just going to say you can see people are starving for it there was one that popped around the internet like it went viral because it's just one of those and it's like which wolf do you want to feed that meme right and that's old wisdom native wisdom right and it is it, it's a it's a a story that people can understand very, very well. And I think the reason it went viral is because we have, like you say, been stripped of so many things like that, but yeah. we hunger for it. Yeah. 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 I think people are, I think they're hungry for wisdom. I'll find, I'll open this up again and, and uh, find a line here, but, but yeah, I think they're, they're hungry for wisdom. Yeah. And, and they're certainly not getting it <clears throat> from the, uh, the television that's that's for darn sure um but it's okay about the mind in that place they cannot dwell keep it clean dear thar she blows wind to steer you where you go that wind i see as all as like their whispers their guidance you know to steer and and so they use a lot of ship metaphors the ocean and and so you will sail right through this mess and and i and actually reminded myself of that several times since then. So that's the other piece, you know, for me, I get these beautiful transmissions and also little insights, little gems that will come to mind because it's very hard not to be in some kind of a little bit of a depression right now, right? And so, you know, I'm not immune to that, but I also... You know, I, I, I say, look, they're stealing our joy. They've stolen joy for the most part. They're stealing everything that is so beautiful and just amazing about humanity. And, and I'm not going on my knees. And I'm going to stay connected to the sacred, if you will, the divine, you know, whatever that is for, for people. And and so, and then they said, and we know of the distress, we will help the others too. The innocence, their hearts are true. And so, you know, people might be like, oh yeah, bullshit. <laughs> My whole life is, is a mess. But now it's also in chaos and in destruction, you know, new things are, are birthed. And we were talking about this earlier about in, our concern over what side effects would be experienced by people who are 
kind of falling into lockstep, shall we say, that this may, may just be the ticket that's supposed to push us into that whole quantum, a, a whole different way of approaching illness, a whole different way of, of you know, of, of, of sort of how we treat this earth and, and our bodies. I mean, ultimately, you know, it's not going to come from the, from the conventional system. And so we have to get out of that box. And ultimately, I think this is what this is going to take. Steiner spoke of, of conscious, that would be consciousness that would see our way out of this. So we have to have a very different way of thinking because when God knows what's going to happen in people's bodies with the marriage of whatever is in that stuff. So I know two people, we're also talking about this, who are thinking in that way. And one is thinking about working with people electromagnetically. And by the way, I recently worked with a client who told me about a man she used to see in Scotland and he was working with some electromagnetic machine. It was made in Germany and it was his mother worked with it and then she taught him and you would go for an appointment and this thing would measure your frequency and there were all these frequency signatures in there. And so then he could tell through what it was saying, oh, so you actually have this underlying whatever viral load or whatever or imbalance. And then he would have a tincture bottle and, and this machine would then create a frequency that would go into the liquid in the tincture bottle. And, and then that person would take it and she said he helped her so much. And then at some point it just kind of disappeared. But, but we, that technology is there. And I think we've had that technology since at least the early part of the 20th century, you know, working with the electromagnetics of the body. And I think that's really where, where it's going to be at. And then another friend of mine is way into ancient Chinese formulas for tinctures you know so there's one he works with now called immortals and he said listen those things were aged for 10 to 100 years so he was saying he wants to approach from that that area so that he could maybe work with people who are damaged in some way physically and, and, and also, he said, people who took the 23andMe DNA test, that could be really helpful because you'd have their, their normal correct DNA and then do the work on them. And then you could retest their DNA and see, oh, has it returned to normal? We've got a baseline here. So, and those are just two people that I happen to know. I mean, they're super brainy, smart, and, and creative. And I think also, that's the other thing. I think also just cosmically, this is a time of, powerful creativity if if we can reclaim this harness our minds and and go into that level of thinking and 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 because this is what we need us we need out of the box thinking on a number of levels right now i think one of the biggest impediments is the television as you said yeah. the television because it's almost like your mind is a garden. And if you aren't careful about the seeds that you plant in there, Monsanto seeds are going to fly in 
and and start growing monster crops in your mind. It's the same kind of analogy. And it's again, as above, so below. It seems like we are so happy to pollute our bodies and our minds. And so we're just as happy to pollute our waterways and our skies, right? So there's very much above and below. And so maybe we're going through will finally force people to understand you don't play with nature without concern, without discernment, without research and care and respect on this level and on the greater level, perhaps. Perhaps it could be, like you said, that shift that we need. Yeah, well, what you're saying makes me think of Victor Schauberger, who was known as the water wizard. And one of his, uh, the quotes from Victor was, comprehend and copy nature. And so that's what he did with his inventions. And he said to the, uh, when the general public is saying, listen, the machines that you guys are, are using, those spiral outward. And so that's what nature does when she's destroying something. And so it's, it creates a lot of heat. It's loud. It's destructive. And so when you spiral inward, it's cooling. It's silent. And, and, and so that's what, you know, and water does sort of spirals this way and that way. But, but when it does that, he, he just sort of studied water. And he actually created the quote-unquote sort of flying saucer technology through that. Oh, yeah. And there were a lot of different government interests that wanted those patents. And, and uh, but, you know, he was saying how nature has many, many, many systems, infinite systems, and they all seem to work well together. You know, whereas these guys come up with systems, whatever they are, and they make a mess. They make a mess. And, and, and even this technology, you know, can we have technology that, that doesn't disrupt our electromagnetic field, you know, that doesn't have EMFs kind of thing? I just interviewed Dr. Jack Cruz, and he makes that point also very, very powerfully that, that you know, nature, the interrelationships between the different systems in nature is perfect, right? And we as humans, again, going back to hubris, and I think of um, the myth, the, <laughs> there was a medicine they would give to pregnant mothers that were having uh, symptoms of uh, uh, morning sickness, thalidomide, and it would take away their symptoms, right? And little did they know that it would end up creating children without limbs and those kinds of things, right? So, and, and it seems that we don't even learn from our history of mistakes. We've got duck and cover to avoid nuclear and doctors smoke so-and-so cigarettes, right? And, and I mean, it's so easy to find a history of this information that humans are just not perfect and we try to fix one thing and we end up breaking another. And if we were to emulate nature in these ways, if we were able to understand nature, for instance, Dr. Jack has this great um, explanation of just literally how these devices are aging us and killing us, giving us diabetes. And you know what I mean? It's just the light alone, the difference between the light that comes out of these and the light that comes out of that is the difference between life and death. Mm -hmm. 
literally, right? And it's, we are only possibly starting to rediscover this information now. But while we're discovering it, we're creating 5G and 6G and 7G over here and implementing those without even having time. Like time, human invention plus time is very, very revealing. But it seems that we've lost the patience to sit and observe what will happen over time. Because our brains have changed. I mean, our brains have changed from these devices. And, and, and so they give you a dopamine hit. And, and, and even getting swept up in either one side or the other is a dopamine hit. And, and so then, then, you know, these things are just so, so addictive. And then, so then sitting curled up in a chair, just with a good book doesn't happen or just sitting, even just outside, just, you know, observing nature. It's, uh, it's just amazing. You know, for most people, that's not, that, that, that's not even something they would even think to do. And so ultimately we ignore nature at our peril. And so, these guys in charge of it's, it's like the modern day sort of scientists and science has become really, it's a religion or I would say a cult. And it's as Steiner said, it's material science. It's just based on what you can, you know, see, hear, feel, et cetera. You know, there, there's no connection to any kind of sort of divine or master intelligence informing intelligence, right? It's, it's pure materialism. And so, and that's where we get the transhumanism and all the stuff that we're, we're seeing, but ultimately, and this AI, artificial intelligence, I'm like, why do I want artificial intelligence when I have, this is living intelligence and nature is living intelligence. And that's the other thing too. So people have been duped into not trusting their own body. This thing is a masterpiece, an absolute masterpiece of, of, of intelligence. And, and, We've been on this planet a long, long, long time, and, and we've survived a great deal. And when you follow the cycles of nature and, and you, you know, partake of, of, of what she has to offer, you'll be healthy. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science. The problem, of course, is, you know, this particular uh, society that we are in is not based on those tenets of nature not not at all look it, it occurred to me that for instance if you if you follow dr jack's premise and you look back in the 70s and you look at a photo of people in the 70s or people in the 50s for example when we had different light bulbs even right everybody was slim and healthy looking okay and but, you know and it's easy to kind of look at food and say okay food's bad because now we have corn syrup and all of these kinds of things. But just because of our disconnection with light alone, these things that we take for granted to such an extent, dead water instead of living water, water in taps, water that's, water that's been bruised and beat up and chemically, you know, manipulated before it gets to us is a very different thing from drinking out of the stream. Air that's pure and clean that doesn't have toxins that we have from our factories 
spewing out poisons and all of those things is very, very different. So it's kind of like we might have created a situation that we're going to need to take some kind of drastic action to get back to nature. I mean, I think we, we, we need to, first of all, acknowledge it. And, I, and, 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 and maybe it just takes one of the stories that I love so much about your own journey with these beings is they told you that you have to get your mind right, right? <laughs> and so why don't you tell that story a little bit? Because maybe everybody, I mean, it's so like, it's so amazing to see Shauna in all of your glory, but there was a point where you had to get your mind right too. And so oh maybe we can share a little bit of that with people because you know, everybody can start the journey today if they have to. So tell us about getting your mind right. Yeah, well, I, I you know, I, I came in mushroom at the age of 48. So it's, oh my God, 10 years ago. And my marriage was falling apart. And, and I had my first mushroom journey and it absolutely rocked my world. And, and so I went in again to those realms the following month and then the month after that and the month after that. And, and so... You know, it was teaching me. It also sent me into a dark night of the soul, which was really important. And and I wrote a book about it called Love and Spirit Medicine. And, and it's on Amazon and then Evil Amazon. And then it's also on my website, like a, you know, a PDF version. But in any case, uh, one of the main messages that those beings were saying, and it went on for maybe a good three years was get your mind right, dear. And, and then it would come in when I wasn't on the mushroom, <laughs> get your mind right. And it, you know, they were getting me to see how negative I could be. I would always go to worst case scenario, you know, or get sort of swept up in, in my own pain from the past. And then you end up recreating. I mean, they were just showing me my patterns what I do. And, and, and ultimately it's been a magical training these past 10 years, but it started with get your mind right because you're not going to be able to utilize the wand that's in here until you get that head of yours, you know, like get a handle on those thoughts. And, and one of my, a writing that I love is from 1905 from James Allen called as a man thinketh. And it was like 21, 22 pages. He was riffing on this, this uh, passage in the Bible that says something like, as a man thinketh, so he is. And that clearly haunted James. And, and he wrote about it. And it's been translated into all these different languages. And it's, it's all about how you said it. The mind is a garden. And you've got to tend that garden because it must put forth. It can't not. So it's either going to put forth a lot of weeds and it's going to be you know, just untended or, 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 you know, you can create something really magnificent. And he also said everything that happens in your, you know, to you is a result of what's going on in here. And I find that fascinating because it's not just our conscious thoughts, but it's more sort of shadow stuff as well, stuff we're carrying that we don't even realize. And that's where I think uh, entheogens can be very helpful, not for everybody, but for and a, a number of, of people. And so that's what I had to do. And I had to be on myself. And, and for me, I would ask questions. 
And so, because in that first year of monthly mushroom journeys, I had this experience, this mystical experience where this white owl came and it morphed into this beautiful woman. And I, I, I had come to the mushroom utterly bereft. And in fact, when it kicked in, I said, please be gentle because I have no skin left, you know, and, and, and that's what happened. She came and she said, you'll be birthed tonight from daughter who longs the daughter who knows. And then it was the most extraordinary experience of, I mean, I'll remember it forever. And, and, and after that, I would, I would defer to her. I, I would say, I'm going into daughter lungs, white owl, what would you tell me? What would you tell me? What should I do? Or how would you handle that? And so I devised through that a way, I mean, I, I share this with my clients in terms of <clears throat> have them, envision what I call either the wise man who knows or the wise woman who knows within us or an archetype like a Merlin or whatever. And you would create associations with them and what are their principles? What do they stand for? What, what calls you to them? What does it feel like when you're with them and then start deferring to them. So then instead of going down the same old, same old path, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're in a much larger space in your psyche now from which to work and so that's what I was doing and 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 I was healing myself and it took some time and then they started saying okay now we're going to train your mind and we're going to work on creating you want that cottage on a horse farm for you and your girls okay let's get that this get this rolling you know and and, and so, yeah, I mean, amazing things have happened as a result. We've talked about that, about the manifesting and, and whatnot. And, and ultimately, see, this is the thing. I, I, I know we're in this electromagnetic field. And you were talking before about Jack Cruz. You mentioned water and light. And then there's electromagnetism. <clears throat> and I, I, I think those, those three will heal us. Those three can restore us. They could possibly even... Um, prevent aging to a degree or slow it down substantially. He actually talks about that, but before we go there, and I think we should talk about that, those three in a, in a podcast, because I think they're very, very important. But right now I want to talk about a virus, a very pernicious virus that's spreading through the entire globe. And that is a virus of fear. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that that when you were talking about talking to the white owl woman, I'm wondering, can you utilize a technique like that to work with fear as well? Because I think that if we could get people out of a state of fear, then getting that mind right, because you know, your mind stops when you're in fear, right? It's just like you go down into your animal brain. So if we could give people some tools possibly to enable them to manage that fear. And I wonder even if they're conscious of it, I, I wonder if they're even conscious I, of it. I don't think they are <clears throat> at this point because it's a cult of fear. And, and I wish I could think of his name. I'll have to look it up. There was a behaviorist at the turn of the 20th century and he was absolutely disgusting man. And he was working with toddlers and babies. Oh yeah and experimenting and he discovered that yes love works they'll respond of course but fear works even better to get them to do what you want them 
to do. And so that's how control is, is created through fear on this planet. And that's so funny because when you said there's a virus going around the world, in my mind, I was thinking, yeah, it's a mind virus. And that's exactly right, fear. And so when you're in fear, you're in fight or flight and it prevents you from accessing the higher order thinking. And so first thing you have to do is interrupt the fear. And I'll just say for when I was getting my mind right, I had this epiphany moment where this thought came in, wait a minute, what if, what if things turned out even better than I can imagine? What if that happened? And that was like, you know, angels singing around. Like I was completely <laughs> blown, blown out of my mind. Like, oh my God. And that's when I realized, I, I just, I'm so negative. Always going to the, the worst possible scenario. And so it stopped me in my tracks. It interrupted this sort of downward spiral over here. And then I just started thinking, and this is the nature of the mind, it can't help itself. And here's a question, it starts to seek the answer. And I just started thinking, well, if it turned out better than, you know, what would that look like? Well, what would that look, you know? And I just started thinking that. That's so powerful, sweetie. I mean, look, I know if, if, if my own pattern, my own pattern is what is the worst thing that can happen that I can manage? is an is often like you know what i mean like okay yeah. if this happens and it's bad at least i can manage that what is that right the idea of thinking what happens if it turned out even better than i was thinking uh i can see the power in that and it's completely alien to me right so <laughs> you know so i think that the pattern interrupt with having a, a very asking questions, like you said, to get the mind spinning and asking a question that's so up here and so positive um, because I know, I, I, I know that a lot of people are literally in fear for their physical welfare at the moment. But then I have other friends who were like, nothing's going to happen to me. Everything's fine, you know, and they're doing fine. They're not getting sick. Mm -hmm. They're not getting sick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so there's that. There's also, oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, <clears throat> there was something else I wanted to speak to on, on that. Um, oh, well, also it, consider what if, because I do think this is happening on a grander level, what if I'm being initiated? What if this is an initiation? In other words, we're working with the mind here. And the mind is very suggestible, obviously, so we see what's happened out there. And now it's difficult, I would say, or it can be, because when you're in fear, you can't access, you can't fear, when you're in fear, you can't access reason. But, but what if we were being initiated? What if this were an initiation? What if we're being actually called to uh, think outside of the box? What if we're being called to step beyond what we think we are and access even, even more of, 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 of who and what we are? Now, I think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, though, and I was speaking with my wonderful Australian friend before we, we met this evening, 
who was also saying that, you know, people are, they're going to be starving people. Like they're losing all their, their whatever benefit. That's a problem when a government give you, gives you any benefit or privilege, but you know, they've taken that all away now and people have mortgages and everything else. But again, my favorite maxim of law says, as a thing is bound, so it is unbound. That means there's remedy for everything there can't not be. I mean, ultimately, the remedy to this is for people to come together, which obviously they don't want, and, and really, you know, learn what are my rights? What are my rights, really? And how do we assert them? And, and because ultimately this has to come from the people, it's not going to come from those in charge. And so it is, we're, I look at this almost like we're on a kind of quest. We're being initiated and it's a collective initiation. And so we're feeling this individually, but also collectively. And so, it's, sorry, what? I was just going to say, it is interesting because when in a classic initiation, fear is an element that's utilized. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so if, if, if people were presented with that possibility, it's like you've, you've got to introduce something new into the mind. Because sadly, the only thing they're going to get on their weaponized media is just more fear porn, fear porn programming to keep them in that place where they're not going to have access, but yet it's there. So when you are being initiated, is the point of fear to patent interrupt or to have you negotiated? Like in that process, like, okay, I've got, I'm, I'm realizing that I'm in fear and I'm realizing now because I've heard Shauna say, this is initiation. Now, what do I do with it? Okay, well, if you're, when you're being initiated and you're in that fear piece, I mean, initiations are never a walk in the park. They, they, they were, initiations of old were often quite dangerous. And so you have to call up your inner resources and, and, and often kind of talk yourself off a cliff because there isn't necessarily someone there who can kind of, you know, get you, get you to safer ground. And so you've got to go into your own resources. And ultimately to that, I think of that still small voice within. And, and I was reading recently, where was I reading this about how the imagination is God or creator, however you want to think of it, you know, I mean, it's where you create from. And, and so we have, and that's also been shut down in this very material culture. And so we need to, that, that's a huge resource, if not almost really entirely, all the resources are there. I love it even on, in Star Trek when they're like, we are not the drones you're looking for. It's almost as if they're creating an invisible force field with their imagination. And I won't. I will offer that I have done that 
several times, you know, using my imagination to like, I am not the drone you're looking for. And it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And Dr. Stephen Skinner, who is in Magical Egypt 3 with you, my dear, um, talks about a magic spell. And he says it's invisibility, but it's not invisibility in the sense that you cannot see somebody. Your just gaze slides off them. You know what I mean? And so it's amazing once you engage that imagination. And look, they teach kids. They're like, oh, it's just your imagination. It's don't be silly. So it, it, it is actively discounted in our culture. And I cannot echo the sentiment more that imagination is creation. I, yeah. I fully agree with you. Absolutely. I mean, that's what you use to vision and, and to vision, to future, to, you know, to, to escape even. And, and so. Speaking of that, do you do like, can, is there a journeying process you can do with fear? Is there something that you can do with your vision? Can you, can you pack it up? Okay. So tell us about that. Well, yeah, you know, you, you, okay. So in fear, what I would do at some point, get yourself to a place where you can still yourself, close your eyes and start with breathing because breathing, the breath can take you from point A to point B, right? Breath is amazing. And, and, and again, it just tells you like, we really have everything we need right, right here. And so breathing will change. It'll change your pulse, you know, your heartbeat, everything. And so start with maybe three to six or more just deep breaths and really slow, not just deep, fast, deep, real slow, slow breaths. And so you're already now affecting your nervous system, calming your body down. And then in your mind's eye, and I'm just riffing right now. This is how I would do it. Actually, I mean, this is what I used to do. I did this for years, actually. I would close my eyes. I would take some deep breaths. And then I would go to what I called the circle of the grandmas and the grandpas. And, and uh, like, I just love that. And I couldn't tell you, you know, what race they were or whatever, but they were just kindly grandmas and grandpas, but they were deeply wise. This was the circle of the elders. And there was always a spot for me. And I would go in there seeking counsel. And, and I'll tell you the most profound, one of the things they said to me, I was mourning, this was years ago, this is my medicine partner who I was romantically involved with and, and then he ended it very abruptly and, and it took me a while to really get over that only because it really activated and, you know, my deepest wound of abandonment and that was the dark night of the soul and I had to go through that and I did. But in any case, one time I went in, I was feeling very lonely and upset and in I go, to sit with them. And before I could even like sit down, a voice came to my head and said, he is a bridge and you must cross the bridge. And oh boy, I did not want to hear that. I was not expecting that at all. But you know, that was sort of how direct that wisdom can be. But you have to still yourself to get there. So that first piece is, is the breath and the closing of your eyes and just breathing and then taking yourself to, it could be a circle of elders or taking yourself to a grove of trees. We were talking about your friend with the trees. Those were her ancestors, you know, whatever it is. 
and, and just asking for counsel. What would you have me know right now in this moment? I'm, I'm, I'm so terrified or I'm so depressed or, you know, what would you have me know? That's the, really, that's the way spirit, if you will, speaks to us. We have to still ourselves. And what does this culture have us do? Go, 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 do, do, do. And then on these damn devices constantly, so stimuli. And, and so the brain is, uh, you know, it's, it's like just constantly vibrating at the wrong frequency. And so, so yeah, and what, you know, you, you would do this with anyone, right, who was about to lose their mind. You, you, you'd be like, whoa, 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 breathe. You try to calm them down in that way, breathe, just breathe. So that would be the place I would start, and I would be doing that every evening or every morning or whatever. And, and, and obviously, you know, people can get out in nature somewhere. Not so easy in the cities, I realize, but outside. And also, you know, Jack talks about getting light 45 minutes in the, that 45-minute uh, window as the sun is rising. That is a specific quality of light. So beautiful. And then, again, when it's setting, it's, you can even feel it in the air. It's just a totally different quality. It's so beautiful. And then getting that vitamin D at 12 noon for a good 45 minutes to an hour. Yes, we need to be outside. Breathing the air. The air is not poisonous. Last I checked. Good to breathe. And getting that light so we can make vitamin D. And there was a fantastic talk given by, I think his name is Dr. Cole. I just heard two days ago fantastic talk and he was saying vitamin d vitamin d vitamin d guys you know and and when he and most people are so low on it and then darker skinned people need more sunlight it takes them longer to process vitamin d so it's hard on those people who are in more northern climes you know so you know they got to get out there and and because he was saying look the fact that you know a lot of darker skinned people are are getting sick it's not about like whatever medical racism, even though whatever that that's happens, but, but it's biology that they, they need to be in that sunlight longer so they can. And it could be them. circumstantial, you know, I mean, people at work in offices or places where there's artificial lighting, like one of the things that when you come to Australia, we have a lot of what we call tradies in Australia and tradies are the guys that work outside, right? They do the plumbing and the bricking uh-huh. and the painting and you know what I mean? Tradies, yeah. the gardening. And the thing that is startling about Australia is there's so many men in great shape and it's because they're outside all the time. They're in the elements, they're in the, the fresh air and they're in the sun. But I want to just journey back a little bit to this thing you were talking about, your grandma, your circle of grandmas. I find and that. And grandpas. And grandpas. And grandpas. <laughs> <laughs> grandies. Grandies, we'll call them. Um, that uh, one of the things that amazes me is that, you know, I kind of thought I'd done all the work that I needed to do on myself. And I had to do some journeying and I did uh, a little journey into my inner child. And the thing that I think w- was most surprising to me very much like your incident with he's the bridge, is that the wisdom that you get in these journeys 
is not at all what you expect is going to be. (laughs) And so, you know, even if you're kind of clumsy at it and you've never done it before, I would really invite people to just go inside and try because it is amazing. It's, it's not, it's not what you think it is. It is so potent and so timely and so real um, and surreal as well. And I don't think that a lot of people realize that there's so much potential. They don't because they're so captivated by everything external. Our world has become, it's so externalized. And so there's no invitation to really go inward. And we are so much more than we even realize. And I really do think that's their greatest fear that we start to tap into that, that we can actually align with something far grander than the system and all of its wonders, that there's another force. It's this electromagnetic force. It is a master intelligence. And when we learn how to work this, which is a wand, uh, uh, really, um, one of the transmissions said, this genie's lamp is quite fine, so hidden is it in the mind. So I love that. So it's a genie. And I'm like, ooh, the mind is a genie's lamp. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to work with that. And Honestly, in season two, we go there. We absolutely go there. We've found like kind of on a, on a whole different level, we've come to the same conclusion. The mind is a genie's lamp. I mean, it is fascinating. It really is. To the, to the degree of there is oil in the lamp and it needs a spark to light it. I mean, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. stuff. But I want to get to, in the transmission, this boil business. Talk to me about what's the pus? What is the boil that is being cut? Okay. What are they talking about? I love that. It said something, uh, let's see, at the very beginning. It, okay, we've got you on a wave, a soft and gentle one he gave. And so he came in that they're speaking about the Christ and not from this Christian point, but, but that, that Christ is the light. Christos. The Christ comes yes. from Christos. Yeah, it's that light. And ultimately, it's the light going off in this lamp in here. And so we have got you on a wave, a soft and gentle one he gave to all of the, us who call him thus. So we're calling in this Christ light to cut the boil and drain the pus. And so it's this cutting into this corruption that you could think of metaphorically as just this boil. And it's just, it's ghastly. And at some point you've got to cut the damn thing and drain all that away. And, and, and so much is coming forward, has been coming forth these past few years. And some of it, highly disturbing and and disgusting and so there's more of that to come i'm afraid i will say as an oracle there's far more that's going to be revealed that i think is going to blow people's minds and and then there's also amazing things like a lot of the technologies and whatnot that have been suppressed and and so there's a lot that's going to come forth 
And so, but you have got to, you've got to, you know, if you're going to cure something and it's badly infected, you've got to drain the infection. You've got to get the infection out. And we've got a massive parasite, a parasitic force on this planet right now. And so it needs to be exposed. And I just find all of this surveillance interesting because just from a soon Sioux art of war perspective, you can tell a lot about your enemy by, you know, how he operates. And so it appears to me that their greatest fear is being revealed, being, being seen, being exposed. That's what I'm looking for, being exposed. Ask Julian Assange about that. Yeah, so they want to surveil all of us. I don't know who gives that much of a shit about what people are doing and thinking and whatnot, but they, they certainly do for some reason. And, and so, and that indicates also not just a, a, a psychopathic desire to control, but also it seems like pretty fearful to me also, like, what are you guys afraid of? Well, I think to. part of it might be if you want to go along a Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein line of reasoning with this surveillance mechanism, they probably have everything on everybody. Of course you know they do. I mean? Of course they do. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if you're a president or a court justice or a whatever. They've got your records. And it's perfect. They can yeah. control people in that way. Mm. Mm. You know, with all that data and they know every porn site and every whatever else these people have been, they got it all. Every conversation and all their sexting and all that stuff, you know, like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so we're draining the boil. Now, the first part of that is that we need to draw in the light. Yeah. So for this boil to drain, we have a job to do. And our job is to bring in the light get the mind right, bring in the light. And we will then be part of the boil draining. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Okay, you mentioned light because I remember in one mushroom journey, this was a number of years ago, I went in and because everyone was saying, I'm a light worker. And I was like, I'm not sure. Anyway, just a little too new agey for me. Anyway, I went in and they said, light worker, your cleanup crew. That's what you are. Your cleanup crew. Clean up your own reality. And and my sense too is that with this whole sort of ascension thing, which I think is interesting. Because I'm like, I don't know, because it just seems to me, I don't think we're just going to be able to just rise above all this. I think you know we're here to assist. We're part of this reality. You know, we're incarnated at this time. And and so yeah, bringing in that light. And so what is light? Light's information. Light is wisdom. Light is beauty, you know, so we bring that in because these guys just want darkness and fear is in, in darkness. Fear is, you know, it's, it's you, 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 you don't know what's going to happen. You're, you're terrified, but that, that light is, well, it's knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And so, so, and that includes shining the light on things that are, corrupt that's getting hotter and hotter too they're making darn sure it is but i tell you what they have to put out a lot of fires because for every youtube truth teller that they extinguish they figure out some other way 
of, of getting their message out. And they get three times else. as many more people too. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. what? they must've been saying something good. Let me find them. <laughs> well, yeah. And think of like a new platforms come up and yes, they'll shut those different ones down. But you know, right now there's telegram and, uh, you know, signal and WhatsApp and clubhouse and you name it. It just goes on and on. Yeah. It goes on and on. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's human nature. It's almost like life force. You cannot quell life force. And, and so it's just, it's an awful lot of people to try to accomplish what they are endeavoring to accomplish. I love the cleanup crew. That seems a lot more, realistic and authentic to me right honestly like you know i'm kind of with you about floating off into the ether look i love the idea of that and i would love to just end up on a you too i'm in (laughs) i thought i already qualified for the new universe but yeah but yeah no i think cleanup crew that that seems that seems accurate right i think if i look at what I'm trying to do in my life, it's like shine lights on things, but also cleaning up mess, right? Cleaning up my own personal mess for a start, right? And helping my husband clean up his mess. (laughs) He has to do it himself, but anyway, but you know what I mean? Like I see that as, and in so doing, like for instance, just the question, I came out of advertising for give me father for I have sinned. Right. And, you know, advertising is all about manipulating someone's consciousness to get them to be in need about your product to the extent that they're willing to put their credit card out of their pocket in that moment and buy it. So that's some heavy duty manipulation, right? So I have done the work on myself necessary to the point where now I've, I've utilized manipulation to such an extent that I won't do it now to the point where I will tell people what I think. And that's a lot less welcome, but I feel much more authentic, you know? And so there was a journey there of getting my mind right around telling lies you know if you know what i mean so so if we are all to do that kind of work right cleaning up the mess just just the way that we operate in the world would be less cooperative with the systems that are enslaving us yeah 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 and really again we have to be vigilant with our thoughts and the way we speak and ultimately the way we act. And so also I'm thinking that line that says, you know, you're sailing your ship and sometimes waters make a chop and you simply cannot stop. In other words, life happens, shit happens to trip us up. And it's like, you've got to keep your eye on the horizon. You've got to keep your focus to the best of your Ability And often when you do set out to do something, it's almost like it just initiates all the opposing forces come in, you know, and to test you ultimately. And, and uh, yeah, actually, let me just. I'm just laughing at that because, oh yeah, I know that trick. (laughs) That's a good trick. The universe really does, doesn't it? It kind of, it's like, and, and I, I, a lot of, 
the people that I know have that experience too, that it's like, okay, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to do this thing. And it's like, ah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yes, you will be tested. And, and, and again, you know, when you can anticipate that it's like, all right, then I'm not going to, well, this is also why we have to clean up our own house as it were, because we can go into our, this always happens to me. Oh God, or this is because of this, whatever. And there's, I had all that cleanup to do, you know, that I'd become so identified with my backstory. It was like, that is in the past. We've got to retrain the mind here. Otherwise, I'm going to keep repeating these patterns. And so eyes on, on the prize or the horizon as, you know, and this is what they would be telling me. Um, yeah. And then, and then to the horizon where you'll flip the ancient coin of destiny then and there you'll ably see where it lands is what will be. And so they're not saying what's going to happen, but, you know, there is fate, destiny, and, but you got to keep going in order to, you know, to see. I'm reading that positively because I've heard some of the other messages and they make me feel like there's a happy ending to all of this. But that is so wise, isn't it? That's so wise that you'll get to a point, the coin will flip, right? And there's a role we all play in that as well, I think. You know, we have, like you said, you have to keep out, we have to keep our vigilance. We have to let allow the waters to do what they will ban it, you know, bandy us about. But we need to keep moving forward to the point where the coin, what is it? The coin will toss? to the horizon. Uh, 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 let's see to the horizon where you'll flip the ancient coin of destiny. Then and there you'll ably see where it lands is what will be. So deep, sweetie, so deep. Yeah, and yes, we're playing words with thee because they love to play with words. Your eyes open, you can see. Because I was on a mushroom, I was, woof, I was seeing. <laughs> and darling, wisdom isn't free. So here's the other piece. And I've also been, I've been saying this for years, I've been saying, this is grow-up time. This is grow-up time. Like the party is, if it's not over, it's ending. Like, in other words, I describe waking up as as that it's been a big morning and then it's the morning after and you're just like, Oh Christ, I did that. Oh no. Oh no. We did that. Oh shit. You know? And then it's time for cleanup. And ultimately these initiations, what do they produce is wisdom ultimately, but it's not free. It ain't no shopping spree. And, you know, I have a friend who refers to the planet as he's like, it's just, it's like been a shopping mall for a while, you know? And, and it's like, that's needs to, we, we need to grow. We need to move beyond that. And because if we're going to, you know, change this place for the better, we have to do it with wisdom because are these guys in charge using wisdom? No, they have zero wisdom. They're, they're, you know, they're criminally insane in any case. And then this last piece cycles come and then they go, some are quick and some are slow. Like this is cyclical. Some lose steam before they start. I love that. And we invite your blessed heart to hold that one, that vision there. You will charge that now with care. Some lose steam before they start. I mean, this this is started 
but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be what they are envisioning it. What if it's better than we could possibly imagine? Exactly. 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 I just got goose pimples. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we hold, we hold the vision. We don't buy into the fear. We don't buy into the program. We don't sit back and wait for ascension, but we put our energy into the wolf that says this is going to lose steam. Yeah. I, well, well, I have two words, epic fail. And, and I've been thinking that for a few years and I was thinking that, oh God, a good few years because I was coming back from, I think it was Scotland and I was in an airport. And anyway, in my mind, I was thinking of whatever that came to mind. I think about this stuff a lot. And I was just like epic fail. And I kept walking the places super crowded, busy airport. And then these two little boys are together and they've got like a, I don't know, a Game Boy or something. And then one of the boys goes, epic fail. And I was like, oh, oh my God, what are the odds of that? And so, you know, I took that as a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yep, dear. Uh, uh, I think we're making t-shirts. We're making t-shirts for the bright knowledge with epic fail. Epic fail. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and, 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 and then also, again, when you starve something of your attention and energy, it withers. Yes. So it's like, all right, I, I can't necessarily, I can't control what's playing out there in the greater world, but I have my environment here. I'm doing all manner of things to just create a beautiful life for myself and then working with these people, helping them one person at a time to think in a different way, to, to harness their own power. And, and then, you know, I crawl into bed at night and, and, you know, there's nothing else to do, you know? And so that's when I talk to the divine, whatever that is for people. And I mean, I talk out loud and I say, thank you. And, 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 and I envision and, and, and then also key into different sayings and whatnot. There's a woman, we talked about her, I think a while ago, Florence Scovel Shin. She was alive in the twenties or so, and she was a mystic. And, and one of the lines she said, and I just, I took this to heart because I say it all the time is, is God has ways I know not of. So whatever God it, we, we say creator, source has, I don't care, whatever it is. Source has ways I know not of. Because we're in here in the play. I'm not backstage with, I have no idea what's coming, you know, in the rest of the script or how this thing goes. I do know it's infinite. So, and, and ultimately, you know, we've got these forces, good and evil, essentially, truly. It's positive and negative charge. And they're constantly interfacing coming up against each other, you know, and we're in one humdinger of that right now. And, and so I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to create, I'm going to create, and I'm going to really be vigilant with this because otherwise what's all this work I've been doing for 17, 18 years, like really diligent working with these amazing teachers and what to get all upset now and fall <laughs> under a dark spell because it's spell casting. 
Yes, it's, exactly. It's what exactly. The, I mean, the it is a spell, isn't it? It is a spell, a dark spell that's been cast. It's, just, I think it's spell casting. It's the yeah. public broadcasting system. <laughs> it's all they're telling you. They're casting telling a spell broadly. <laughs> oh, my dear. Well, thank you. I think that was amazing. I think it's going to be very helpful to me, very helpful to the people who listen to this. And uh, I, I think we're just blessed to have your personal wisdom and the wisdom of the beings that you have transmissions from. You know what I mean? It's one thing to hear it, but to be able to make it manageable and useful and integrate it like you have, it's a blessing. So thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you for your wisdom, Denise. My goodness, your wisdom and your knowledge. It's, it's so fun to be able to dialogue like this with you. I have such good questions for you because I love what you have in your brain. <laughs> Feelings mutual, my goodness. I can't believe we're so far, far, far apart. Like you're, I'm like, Australia, really? And we, yeah. oh man. I don't think it could get much further, honestly, from the no. East Coast of the States <laughs> to the East Coast of Australia. That's pretty good. Maybe if I was on in Perth, it would be worse. Maybe it would even be closer. I don't know. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> but we'll save that for another podcast. So I will sign out. So thank you, everyone, for listening to us. And there will be more. Yes, there'll be more. Yes, there will be more. Yeah, we'll do one of these each month. And, and so, yeah, just know that you are, there's so much that we've not been told. We are so much more than we could possibly realize. This thing is so powerful, but also so delicate that if you think it's nonsense, that's a command. If you think it'll never happen, that's a command. And so, yeah, again, we've got to really reel all that in and, and reclaim our mind, our thoughts, and the way we speak. And that has a ripple effect outward i'm telling you so that's the frequency that i am working diligently to maintain <laughs> so i'm taking away epic fail t-shirts and i'm taking away what if <laughs> what if it was better than we could imagine t-shirts so those will be coming soon <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, if, what if it turned out better than we could possibly imagine imagine what all right i love that i love that all right well good night everybody good night Thank you so much for listening. This was great fun. Hello, lovelies. I am so excited to announce the release of our new film called Heka. Heka looks at the magic of ancient Egypt and how that pertains to the story of ancient Egypt and fills in a whole new perspective that we have been missing collectively for hundreds of years. It features Gordon White, Chance Gardner, Joseph Patrick Farrell, Lon Milo Duquette, Tobias Churton, Graham Hancock, of course, the fabulous John Anthony West, Rupert Sheldrake, Stephen Skinner, Thomas Sheridan, Peter Mark Adams, Thomas Joseph Brown, Aton Veggie, Mog Morton, Bernardo Catstrop, Shauna Holm, Mark Passio, John Zaraki, and the goddess Joanna Kujawa. I am so incredibly proud of it, and I invite you to come and have a look. You can find a link on MagicalEgypt.com.
Yeah. 